But at that time, I remember I used to do skateboarding. And I remember I used even to draw on my skateboard. I oh, wow. Yeah, I remember I had like two skateboards. One of them, I, I, I draw Batman sign on it. In September 2022, I went to Dubai and was very excited to meet Wissam Shaukat in Asserkal Avenue, the artist's haven. Born in Iraq, his art encompasses calligraphy, typography and design. What I liked about his work is that he brings out the contemporary that lies in the traditional way of practicing calligraphy. As well as developing his own script and exhibiting his work, he lends his talent to prestigious brands such as Chopard, Hermès and Montblanc. I wasn't equipped at the time to record a proper interview, so you'll be experiencing the conversation I had with him in Mystaria Gallery, where he was exhibiting. Get ready to hear about his childhood during the 1980s war, his unusual summer job as a teenager, his beginnings as an artist in Baghdad, and his journey as a rebel calligrapher. Let's go! Thank Hello, Wissam. Hello, Amy. Very nice to meet you. Nice meeting you, thank you. So, my, the, the intro to this interview is why am I interviewing you? So I've always loved calligraphy. When I was a kid, you showed me your pen earlier. I, had, I got a small kit, but it, it wasn't very easy for us in Europe to learn proper calligraphy. So it always stay, stayed in the drawer. And you, you're talking about Latin calligraphy. Latin, yes. Yeah. And uh, so as I grew up, I started researching uh, calligraphy artists in France and especially related to uh, Arabic calligraphy because I'm I'm in love with the, with yeah with the letters. And you found Hassan Masoudi? Yes, the He's a friend, Iraqi by the way. based yeah. yeah Iraqi artist based in Paris. Absolutely, that's the first word I put down. First artist, and also came across El Cid. El Cid, yeah, El Cid is very new. Compared yes, it's uh, yeah. yeah, but both of them are very famous in uh, in France. So yeah. this is when I came across the word of calligraffiti as well. Yeah. And I started. I'm going to do some correction here, but yes, finish. perfect. Yeah. And um, this is when I put some keywords on Instagram a few years ago, and this is what led me to your work. Mm. So it caught my attention because it's a mix. It's an interesting mix of traditional and contemporary styles, yeah. which I like. So that's why I want to know more. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So how would you describe yourself? Uh, are you an artist? Are you? I see on your profile you say you're a designer, a letterer, a calligrapher. So is it one or all of them? <laughs> yeah, I know. So yes, okay. Uh, first of all, I mean, I was a calligrapher. I mean, I came into all this uh, as a calligrapher. As a kid, I loved art in general. I used to draw. I used to paint. I used to do like uh, you know portraits. I used to do comics. Oh, you used to draw, okay. Yeah, I draw a lot. I mean, the drawing was probably the main thing mm. before even being uh, doing calligraphy. I loved comics. I used to draw Superman, Spider-Man when I was a kid, really. But even I draw them properly, you know, like copying with a brush and Chinese ink, stuff like that. Okay. Then I get to know calligraphy and that started in around 1983, 1984. 
my dad bought my brother that book. Yes. Yeah, that specific book. Yes, and, the uh, yeah, at the same time, the art teacher who was also teaching my brother, my elder brother, Wael, and he taught them some calligraphy in school, and my brother was not interested, so mm-hmm. he gave me the book. And the same year, uh, the same teacher, one day in the art class, he decided to write some Rukha-style calligraphy, which is very basic, simple. Yeah, yeah. I read that. Because at that time, uh, it was the, the, those were the years where there was the war between Iraq and Iran. And usually, I remember as kids, when in the art class, we draw like, you know, planes at that bomb. What, what you experience. What you experience, and that's what we, you know, like the propaganda of telling us to draw these things, you know. So one day he decided to say, no, I'm, I'm going to teach you some calligraphy today. And the moment he wrote some simple letters using chalk, so he, he, he broke a piece of chalk, like a one inch, let's say, and hold it, and he wrote on the side. And for me, I was like, wow. Like Arabic letters can take such a beautiful... I mean, I see them, but you know when you see your teacher writing them, that's a different Mm -hmm. feeling. Mm -hmm. So it stuck with me. Then I became very serious. So he asked us to bring red, uh, to bring ink. So I remember the the ink I I managed to get was red ink. And that's actually to do with a lot of use of red in my work, plus the, the, the amount of blood I've seen in my life during the war. So anyway, so we st- I started and uh, it became an obsession, apparently. So I started to reach to my teacher, even if it, it's not an art class. I remember I used to go stand in his class, waiting him to finish, to ask him something. So, you know, and uh, yeah, it became like that. Then. During that time, we were going through really heavy bombardment on the city. So schools went off for a couple of weeks. So we had to go into shelters, underground shelter, I remember. And uh, that time, you know, as a kid, you don't know anything. You know, you just want to pass time. And we are talking shelters, no electricity, nothing. You're just underground, you know. So I took my pens and calligraphy and that book. And, uh, yeah, I started writing calligraphy, just wasting time, and I really enjoyed it. And I was really waiting this to finish because I have so many questions to ask my teacher. <laughs> and that's what happened. Then, life just took me, uh, but the situation worsened more, and we had to leave Basra in 1980, by the end of 1986, beginning of 1987. And we moved to the north, to Mosul, where my father originally Mosul. from, yeah, which is a thousand kilometers from. So Mosul was fine, no bombardment, because the war was mainly on Basra, because we are very close to Iran. Mm. So there I went to school. Uh, I was very good. I finished in, in school in the holiday. I joined a calligraphy course. Mm. I saw like in the newspaper. And I remember my mother used to take me, take the bus with me, drop me in the course. And I finished that one month calligraphy course. Like How beginning. old were you when you finished the course? Uh, that was like, I think, so if it's 1987, I think I was like 13 years. Okay. Yeah, thir- yeah, 13, yeah, 13. Okay. 13, 14, yeah. Yeah. 
Perfect. So um, you fell in love with the calligraphy when you saw these four letters. Yes. So just to make sure they were Alif, Ba, Jim, Da. Jim and Da. Yeah. Okay. And uh, you, you said that you were self-taught in calligraphy. Yeah. So yeah. how did you go about it? I read that you imitated designs uh, and then you read the books, etc. So, so yeah, when I say self-taught, because you know, I mean, definitely when you are self-taught, it will be difficult and it will take much more time. Because usually the traditional way of learning calligraphy is to go through to a school or, you know, you find like the traditional way is like you find a master and you continue yeah. study under him. But my teacher, he was like not a master calligrapher, he was just like a someone who knows a bit of calligraphy. But you know, he, 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 he knew, so he, he taught us what he had. But to be more serious, to, to you know, learn more things about the, the trade, I would say, like, you know, the inks, the pens, the paper, cutting the pen, there's so many details in the calligraphy world. Yeah. So I didn't go through that, but I learned them by, you know, meeting calligraphers. I went like in Mosul, I remember I visited so many calligraphers. Even in the holiday, I walked after the course. Yeah. I walked in a sign shop, you yes. know, just to make some money. Plus, I can buy tools and books and also to enjoy practicing, uh, you know, uh, calligraphy. Uh, yeah, so I continued that. And I, I would say when I was in Mosul, I advanced more in calligraphy. Then, after the war was over in 1988, we returned to our house in Basra. Yeah. And I continued there, the high school. And even in high school, I remember, uh, even in holiday, I, I continued to work in the holiday. So as a, you know, like as a normal teenager, usually, you know, would go do, you know, teenager stuff. I was, you know, more into my hobby. Yes. Because I was really taking it Which serious. Which is a, a lonely hobby. It's a lonely hobby. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. But, you know, at the same time, I was a bit, you know, doing. But at that time, I remember I used to do skateboarding. <laughs> and I remember I used even to draw on my skateboard. I oh, wow. Yeah, I remember I had like two skateboards. One of them, I, I, I draw Batman sign on it. Yeah. Uh, then, yeah, I used to work in a sign shop. So, the sign shops traditionally like handwriting. Yeah, you know, you hold a brush. Yeah, but you know what of the things I used to write in the sign shop? That especially when I was in Mosul and in, in 19, uh, so uh, when we returned and I continued then again around 1989, 1991, that when the first Gulf War started, you know, when Iraq invaded Kuwait. So Basra again became another under fire. Then one of the things I remember as a teenager I used to do in the sign shop, we write, I used to write a lot of gravestones for martyrs in the war, or people killed, or you know. You or, used to carve? No, that, yeah, we used to carve them, but the carving is not the traditional way like in, in Europe or yes. in the States by hand, yeah. no. So the carving, we used to get a marble, Yes. We put like a masking tape on it uh -huh. and then we write with ink on the masking tape calligraphy. Then we cut it like a stencil mm -hmm. and we put acid. Uh -huh. So the acid will eat the marble in that area. Then we remove this, the, the masking tape. Then we paint that. You fill it up. You yes. fill it up, exactly. So that was the way. Okay. 
Okay, yeah. so that was a very serious job sometimes, like yeah, death. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. Yeah, but uh, and there was a lot <laughs> of that, yeah. you know, like. It's it's a noble profession as well. You're giving yeah. them dignity. Yeah. So I worked in sign shop for like months doing that. and years have gone by and uh, now you know it's a different era we have Instagram we have YouTube videos there's so many ways so much yeah I always say learn, that now yeah to learn uh, calligraphy so let's say for me who would yeah. like to get into it what would you advise I do in this era to have a good learning and not yeah. get get distracted by the amount of exactly resources. now this is another problem you know because at our time you know it was very the information was very limited books were very limited and especially we were during the award time so not everything available and easy to get but now it's again a problem although there is so much material but not all of them are correct not everything is true And that's always what I tell sometimes my students when I teach in a course or give a talk, because there is probably 70% of the materials you see on Instagram or YouTube or Facebook is wrong. Oh. And that's a problem. You mean wrong in the terms of the script or the, the Wrong in terms of information, wrong in terms of the script. There's a lot of fake stuff, people using computer software to type calligraphy fonts and say, this is my calligraphy yeah. and we see it in exhibitions we see it yeah yeah there is people tracing other calligraphy like master calligraphers works now especially you know with the ease of photoshop and yes. computer and yeah. so there's a lot of a problem but we can tell but normal people cannot yeah. i'll give you like an, a, a, an example of a horrible calligraphy you will see it now have you seen the ittihad uh, the museum of the future yes that calligraphy on the museum of the future is done by an emirati gentleman he's not a calligrapher he's an artist but because he's an emirati and he deal he do a, a, a sculptures in metal but he take calligraphy from the internet and use it they thought that this guy is a calligrapher and he want to get that job because they will pay him millions yeah so he did it and when they did it And the funny thing, how will I discover? So that was a funny story. So I was one day in an event with Mobla, a VIP yes. event. So the minister of the, we have a minister of the future, by the way. Interesting. Yeah. So the minister of the future was in that event. I don't know him, but he knows me. So he came to me. I was sitting and I was in the event by Mobla because they, they brought me as we some showcase to, to test some pens. They introduced. So he said, "Ah, oh, you're Wissam Shokat, the calligrapher." Then he talked to me. He said, "What is the style of calligraphy on the building here?" I don't know who's this gentleman. I was just chatting to him, and I told him, "What a style! This is a horrible calligraphy. This is not a calligraphy." He said, "He started laughing." He said, "No, but this is uh, 
done by an artist who I don't even know who did it. Mm. And he gave me, and that artist, he's a friend actually. Okay. But later he blocked me on Instagram. Well. Yeah, I had to say the truth. So I told him, no, this is not calligraphy. So it was not a particular style, it was just Someone, a gathering, a gathering no, a gather of a particular style, but gathering of font, uh, computer, so he didn't write it. So, so the result was a Frankenstein calligraphy. Okay. It's like someone, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, just, it's horrible, by the way, it yeah. became, a, it's like a, but they kept it. I guess. It, it's appealing to people who don't know about the intricacy, exactly. about the intricacy yes. of calligraphy. And the That's what people ask me, like, why you say it's horrible? We find it that because yeah. people don't know. Because they don't know. Because people, yeah. they don't know. Okay. Yeah. Um, when you do calligraphy, does it matter whether or not you're right or left-handed? Does it have an impact? Yes. I mean, there is some master calligraphers in the, in the history. They were like left-hand calligraphers. Mm -hmm. They were amazing. It matters in terms of when we write with right hand. I'm a right-handed. Mm -hmm. So like we, we pull the pen on the paper, you know, because in Arabic we write yes. right to left. For left hand, like they push the pen. Ah. Now the other fact, is uh, the way they cut the pen. So they cut it yes. more slanted. Okay. So it sits more, it rests better on the paper. Now, that affects from, the difference from person to person also, by the way. Some, some people hold the pen this way, yes. some people hold it this way. Or up, yeah. So yeah, that, that's I find it sometimes problematic when I teach a course and I discover I have like a student who is left hand. Yeah. You have to deal with the way he holds the pen to cut the pen for. Okay, yeah. it impacts the, the way you cut. Yeah. So, are you being pushed to be right-handed generally? So it makes it easier? No. No. I mean, I don't know. I was a kid, I was right-handed. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Actually, none in my family now, if I recall, like my brother and father and mother, we are all right-handed. Okay. Yeah, but no, no, it's not about push. It's just, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so from Iraq, where you grew up, you moved to Dubai in 2002? Yeah, I mean, before that, uh, I mean, there was a time. So I finished high school. I went to, I studied civil engineering. Yes. So I finished four years of civil engineering. I was doing calligraphy at that time. Mm -hmm. And I remember I did two exhibitions in the university. Then after that, I went to army. So I, two years I spent in army. In the army, yeah. Okay. So two wasted years actually, just nothing. And in army also, I did a lot of calligraphy that helped me to survive and the, you know like escape some yeah. horrible duties. And then after finishing uh, army in 1998, I focused. So I worked as engineer for probably one week. Mm -hmm. Then I decided now. I don't want to enough. do this enough. I don't <laughs> like that. I'm going to focus on my art. So anyway, two years before the, uh, joining the army in 1996, when I graduated right away, there was a, like a businessman in Basra. He's also an engineer. So he announced uh, a calligraphy exhibition with mm -hmm. a prize. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, a competition. It's not, it's a, not no. a competition, I would say, but... Uh, not like no not a competition so it's an exhibition but he said i will buy 
like probably the best three artworks from three different artists. So I was one. Of, I won one of those. So he bought my pieces, and that was like the first, I would say, assurance yes, that. And, and by the way, yeah, recognition exactly. And by the way, those were very hard times. It was sanction and embargo, and we were like that. Life was really tough, yeah. you know. So to have someone, and if I tell you the equality of the amount, you will laugh. But that time, it was a lot of money. At the it time. was a lot of money, but it's like, it was like the amount he bought the piece for was like twenty dollars. Yeah. But twenty dollars at that time, it's like a salary of a teacher. I understand. Believe me, it's I'm not really making. It was a salary of a teacher. So he bought both of my pieces, and for me that was wow. Okay, life is is good now. So anyway, I went to the army, and after that I got invited in 1998 to Baghdad Fourth International Calligraphy Exhibition. That was a big show happened since the 80s, but because of the war they stopped it. Yeah. So they invited me, and that was another recognition because now you know. Society of calligraphers in Baghdad because Baghdad was the main, you know, hub. I yes. would say. How did they know about you? There wasn't social media at the time. No, but you know, a word of mouth. Yeah. You know, calligraphers travel and they knew oh, there is this guy in, in, yes. in Basra. You know, yeah. And uh, and there is one more thing, by the way. I was the only uh, people know me because of that. I'm a Christian. Yes. And I'm the only Christian calligrapher at that time, probably even now, who, you know, who, who you know, worked in calligraphy to that level. It's not something so you, you see. you stood out, yeah. Yeah, so I stood out. Stood out in good way and bad way sometimes, because of later it came. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway. So, I went there. I made really nice big artworks, different with design, with colors, not like a classical works. And I won an award again there, okay. and that was like a big recognition. Okay. So there, uh, there was a reporter from Doha, uh -huh. and uh, her father was also working in a famous newspaper in Doha, and she mm -hmm. was a reporter for that newspaper in Baghdad. And when I returned to Basra, she called me, she called me on the landline on uh, my house, she got my number from some calligraphers in Baghdad. Yeah. And she said, I want to make an interview with you mm -hmm. that will be published. I was so excited. This is the first time someone... First interview. First interview, someone to write about me outside wow. Iraq. I still have a photocopy of that. Oh, wow. Yeah. So she called me and she did the interview. And she mentioned I'm a Christian in that interview. Yeah. So it was published in Doha. And... Uh, the head of the newspaper, the Qatari gentleman, the editor-in-chief, or I don't know, yeah. yeah, like a very wealthy guy, he saw the images of my art pieces mm. and he loved them. And he said, I want to buy these. Okay. So she called me and she said, we want to buy. Apparently, I knew later that like she and her father have a business to buy artworks and I sell see. it. Yeah. So, so they paid, he bought three of my pieces for $100 each. Believe me, that was like I became did a million. Did you set your price or did he offer this kind of money? They offer that okay. when they offer. She told me like a hundred dollar. Apparently, they were selling them for a thousand or of two thousand. But like a hundred dollar for me at that time, I, I became a millionaire suddenly. <laughs> and I was the talk of Basra. 
Wissam sold his pieces for $300. Three, wow. Believe me, that was. So then, <laughs> it's like I knew, okay, I am on the right path. Yes. This is something. Is Life this- is good. Was that like the starting point? uh, No, that was the starting point of thinking and taking my art profession seriously. Okay. So not to think to work as an engineer, not to work with my family business, because at that time we have a a big stationery shop and bookshop and bus. Okay. And you know, my father wanted me to work with him, do photocopy. Mm. It was a boring job, you know, sitting yeah. behind. Not very creative. Not very, although I love stationery till now, but it's not. Notebooks. Yes. Notebooks. I, I collect pens. I, I'm crazy about stationery, but I don't want to spend my life, you know. So, yeah. But I was using our stationery shop, honestly, as a base. So yes. I have my poster designs, yeah. I have, you know, my announcement. I was putting some art pieces there. So anyway, so again, I continued to travel, participate in many shows in the 1999, 2000, 2001. I became known in Iraq at that time. But life was becoming very difficult. I got married in 1999. Mm -hmm. And then we knew the war was coming. We knew something was happening. And I had to, yeah. So in 2002, I was invited. Actually, no, in 2001, I sent some art pieces to Sharjah Art Museum. Mm. They invited me to a calligraphy show. Okay. And they bought one of my pieces. Sharjah Museum. Sharjah Museum. They had like a yearly calligraphy show. Okay. But even they couldn't send me the money by then. So I stayed. But my piece was there. And I was so happy my piece there. The next year, in 2002, they invited me again. And then I decided I had to go to accompany my artworks. Luckily, me, my brother was here before me. He was working in a company. So he he did a visit visa for me. But when I left, I came alone. I left with no intention to go back. So I brought with me like eight bags. I brought with me art pieces, my pens, my tools, everything. I wanted to come and that's it. Yeah. And uh, I kept my wife there with my family, and my, I had a daughter at that time, one, and she was one year old. And uh, yeah, I came, and I've never been back since then. Yeah. Then and I brought I my. That you don't want to go back. No. no, yeah. no, no, no. It's it's probably very different from what you remember. No. no, no yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, uh, then I came here, and I also became popular. I sold the pieces and. My pieces, they were like, I did some really serious classic pieces yeah. with illumination and ornamentation. Okay. And uh, yeah, then I, I worked here in an agency as a designer yes. and calligrapher. And from then I started, yeah, I mean, it's a 20 years journey in UAE. I have a question that just came to my mind. Yeah. Um, so you say you're Christian yeah. uh, and that could create confusion or friction because 
does it create friction in the yeah. sense that you're not allowed? Uh, yes, or you know, uh, you, you are not clean, you know, because in, in religion and Islam, if you pray or hold the Quran, you must do wudu, they call it like you wash or clean, yeah. clean yeah. or if you drink alcohol, you are, but I mean, it's just, uh, for me, it's honestly, it's just. This is how, the, so it's create a friction for me with some people, you know, in Iraq or even here when I moved, I mean. So, yeah, just for people who are listening, calligraphy was uh, developed, first of all, to write the Quran. Yeah. So that's why there could be friction with Christian people as it's another religion and they're using the kind of script that is, that has been used for the Quran. At the uh, beginning. Yeah, but the other thing, the problem, Arabic is from, Arabic became before the Quran. Yeah. And Arabic language, I mean, you know, in the, in the, you know, in the Arabian Peninsula, you know, the Christianity was already there. So yeah. the problem is like who came first, who used Arabic first. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. Okay, but uh, it's just a small friction, and it doesn't prevent you from doing your art. No, 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 it didn't. I mean, I like like mainly what I used to write is Quranic verses or basmalas or things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, later came I wanted to you know to write some stuff more universal, which actually I did in my New York show in 2011. Okay. Um, your style has been called, whether you like it or not, Al-Wissam. So it's uh, a number of traditional scripts, including Sunbuli, Jali Diwani, Eastern Kufic, and yeah. Tuluf. Yeah. Do you see your style evolving to Wissam 2.0? Or have you found a new name for your style? Yeah, no. So Al-Wissam style, it's actually one style of my work. So Al-Wissam, uh, it's not a style rather than it's a new script I created. And it came by coincidence. Yes. So there is a story for that. It didn't yes. came from nothing. It was not intentional, actually. So when I was working in 2003, 2004 in that design agency, my first job, one day we had a client who wanted to create a logo. It was a one word logo. And he wanted, and he mentioned in the brief, the brief that I got from the client service, that we want this word to be written in a style, in a modern calligraphic way, not using any classical scripts and at that time I was very classical you know I was yeah. like you know I remember around the same year I was I won a big award in Turkey in a very classical competition okay. I won one award there so you know I was really against any change in calligraphy I see. I see. you know it was challenging for me to come up with a design but then I said you know okay let me try so I start sketching I did so many sketches one of them stood out. I really like the forms of the letters. Okay. But, you know, it's not Thuluth, it's not Diwani, it's like an influence from my own knowledge. We show it to the client, he liked it. But anyway, the project didn't go. Yeah. He changed the name, the whole idea scrapped. But that sketch, which I still have it, I liked the idea. I said, you know, then that actually triggered me like, I said, huh, if I can't make one word, like look new, yeah. probably I could create more words or create the alphabet. 
So I continued. Mm. How I continued at that time, I used to do a lot of freelance work on the side. Uh, thank you. So, uh, to a lot of work. I, I remember I did some work for Dubai TV. Thank you. Uh, some clients, and I was testing my new style. And every time I noticed they like it, because they find it something fresh. Something innovative. Exactly, but at that time, there was no name, nothing. There was no social media, nothing. But I was using it, and other clients see it, and they want it. So I created so many work, and it was very primitive. Now, when I look at it, mm. I laugh, actually. But at that time, apparently, it's The beginning. Yeah. So, yeah, it continued till, so from 2003 till 2010, so we had a show in the IFC, it's a calligraphy show. The IFC, yeah. okay. So there was, we created Dubai Arabic Calligraphy Center around mm -hmm. 2009-2008. We were a group of artists, we created something, and our first show was the Basmala, because mm -hmm. that's the first verse in the Quran. Yes. And that was my idea, actually. And uh, then... The idea from a Christian. Yeah. <laughs> so then I decided, you know, in that exhibition, I want to, for the first time, write uh, an art piece using ah. my script. Because I, I, I made a nice composition of a basement. It, you will see it later. It's a famous artwork now. Okay. Everyone, co it's been copied everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and I show it between, and the, the artists in that show, they were really big names in Korea, from Turkey, from Iran, yeah. from the Arab But world. they were doing... Um, Classic. Classical. Classical, yeah. yeah, yeah. And my other pieces, I had four pieces. So two of them in Al-Wisam, Al it was not called Al-Wisam no. by then. And two very classical pieces. And they created like a stir on the show, you know, like, oh, yeah. what is this? Oh, How we sound? Some of them, they were very positive. Some of them, you cannot come up with something new. Yeah. It's haram. It's haram. <laughs> and actually, that's a trigger something with, with me again, because then I started to question myself. Then, are, what are we doing? Is the, art, is the calligraphy is an art? Mm. If we are copying stuff that's been done 100 years ago, where is our touch? Yes. Of course, calligraphy is not an easy thing to master because to, to master that strokes to create a perfect letter that's a, another task. It takes years. It takes years exactly. But to come up with something new that's like something that's very like very few people done in the in the course of the history of telegraph. But I believe it shouldn't stop because this is how we get other styles. Anyway, I didn't listen to them, so I continued. And then I continued not even with these two pieces. I created more pieces and actually uh, uh, like a, a famous uh, Syrian calligrapher, Munir Sha'rani, who actually believed in the innovation of calligraphy mm -hmm. and he's against tradition, saw the pieces and he loved them. Mm -hmm. And he invited me, me and another calligrapher uh, in 2010 to Damascus to To, to show our work with him. And we made a very nice show called Calligraphic Innovations. Uh, nothing in English written about it, but in Arabic you'll find in Google. 
Anyway, that exhibition was very popular. Mm. That was in which year? 2010. Okay. Yeah. So the same year I exhibited my two best melas. Yes. Uh, after a couple of months, we exhibited there. Okay. Then, the same year, I got one day an email from uh, a gentleman from New York. His name is Jeff Stapel. He's an owner of a gallery in New York, in Manhattan. Uh, he said, I saw your work. He saw my work somewhere in yeah. Dubai. And I like it. And I would like to invite you to exhibit your work in New York. Would you accept? I mean, I was going crazy because... Of course. When I was a teenager, I remember just to see New York, that was a dream. And you had never been? Never been, yeah. no. When I left Iraq, Dubai, that was the yeah. first time I leave my home country. And that was probably the first time your work got seen outside of the Arab world. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Of course, I mean, before I traveled to uh, New York in 2010, when I was here in 2004, I went to Turkey, to Istanbul mm -hmm. many times. The first European country, I would say, it was Turkey. Yeah. Then I went to Damascus, then I went to Europe, went to Paris, to Vienna, to Prague, but not to the States. Yeah. Uh, with the, such a, yeah. So anyway, so I told him I would love to, but I would need time to prepare for yeah. a show. So give me one year. Okay. So, okay. Was there a theme that Yeah, so now, it? no, he didn't give me any, I have to come. Okay. So then I came back and I decided, okay, now calligraphy exhibition in New York. Definitely I don't want to do classic stuff because for them this is boring, yeah. stuff they will see in the museums. Shall I write Quranic verses? Definitely not, because New York, with the, we know, with the Arab, Islam, September 11, uh, it's yeah. a bad experience. Yeah. So I was one day like thinking about the themes, scribbling, and I have some pieces done them before about love. So I scribbled nice composition, love, affection, just like two words. I'll show you here. So yeah. what is it, Hoban Hana? Yeah. And I create a very nice design. And that moment I said, you know, I'm going to call my uh, exhibition Letters of Love and this is going to be the logo. And that's what I did. Okay. And that's actually the logo, which I have. I have. So I brought, this is the, the original exhibition. Oh, wow, the booklet. The booklet from that. So we saw Chuck at US debut in New York 2011. Wow. So that's the scribble. I have the sketch for it, by the way. I still okay. have it, yeah. So I created... With the red ink. With the red, yeah. <laughs> so the red, yeah. So anyway, uh, so that was my theme. So I managed to create nice, modern, even using some classical script, using a Louisan, which is still not called a Louisan by yeah. then. Uh, I made 17 art pieces. And I told him, I wrote him, I said, I have the artworks ready. Yes. So I'm gonna, I, I actually created the catalog, designed it. Okay. Uh, I shipped the artworks. Uh, and um, how did, did people, re did you go there? Yes. And how so, did people react to it? And it was crazy, the opening was packed, people loved it. Were you the only artist exhibiting? Or yeah, it was a solo show. Oh, wow. It was a solo show, yeah. yeah. 
It's in, uh, I don't know if you've been to New York? No. Okay, so it's in Lower Manhattan. It's like a really nice hip area. Okay. You know, yeah. So anyway, I have some friends there came. They know me. And it was an amazing experience. It was in February. It was freezing. It was snowing sometime. February 2011? So yeah. Okay, just before... The September 11. No. No, no. Two th no September 11. That's the month. That was 2002. There you go. There yeah, you yeah, go. yeah. No, no. It's nothing. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. In that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Then, uh, sale-wise, I sold I think three pieces from the show. But was that for me? That was nothing. No. I mean, I spent more than what I bought. For me, it was you know to have my name you know, in New York, shown internationally. Then there is a magazine. Uh, uh, one of the writers in that magazine published in the USA called Letters Art Review. Uh, she's American. Her name is Eleanor Holland, but she converted to Islam, Eleanor Aisha. She's from New York. She's a lovely, she's an old lady now. And uh, she practiced calligraphy, Arabic. So came to the show and she said, Sam, I want to do an interview with you in our magazine. So I said, okay. So I remember we spent two days walking in Manhattan, going from Starbucks to Spot, chatting to me, you know, <laughs> like casually like this now. Uh, she wrote a beautiful article, which I'm going to send you. Yes. Uh, the PDF that. And uh, yeah. Then I went to Washington, D.C., saw some museums. Then, uh, yeah, came back. I, sp I spent a month in the States. Okay. Yeah. Came back and then <coughs> continued, you know. Yeah. Your uh, yeah. Then social media came in 2013. I started my Instagram and that's how actually the, then my style became very popular mm. and people start calling it Wissam Secret. Actually, I don't like the name because yeah. I got criticized a lot about it. Because why you call a script, but it's not my, I wish, I mean, it's now can be changed. You uh, just you know? need to replace it with another name. Yeah, how to replace it, I don't know. I need to find the name. Yeah. Yeah. Something that inspires you. Yeah. Anyway, so then I continued, uh, did some exhibition. Then at the same time, around 2013, 14, Again, you know, I'm always, you know, questioning the calligraphy world. Are we still doing art or are we still copying others? Yeah. You know, we're... Because even calligraphers, if you go to any art show like Art Dubai or these big art shows, calligraphy is not there. Mm. Calligraphy is, they look at us like, this is not art. It's like, um, it's like a second degree. Like a library, a library... Uh you would, you would see it in the library or in the museum. Exactly, yeah. People who do modern stuff, even if they are rubbish, they appreciate them more. Yeah. And that's actually will lead us now, okay, back to that question of LC and calligraphy. Good. So, in 2013, when I came from New York, I remember Mobla saw my work in New York, and they said it was about Valentine in 2013 or 12. So anyway, they asked me, we're going to do, we'll invite you to do the same show. We're going to print the same artworks, same size on canvases. We frame them nicely. And they did in Dara City Center. It's a big shopping mall in Dara. 
and they build like a stage for me. They put the show in New York as well. No, no, here in Dubai. Here in Dubai. When I because it was uh, the letters of love, Valentine, yeah, so they yeah. find the subject. So they did the show here. At the same time, there, I was invited in 2013 to a group show in Tashkil Art Center, yeah. which I was already a member before. And I've done so many, uh, like I was the first calligrapher who gave a course there and give talks. So at that time, they had like a young artist who was in residence from Canada. His name El Cid. <laughs> and El Cid was just using spray, you know, doing yeah. calligraphy. Calligraphy he was not there actually. He didn't have any direction. So he did some wooden stuff on the wall. Yeah. So we exhibited together. And I exhibited some original pieces from my New York show. Specifically these. <laughs> And now if I, you see them, so so this piece, okay, so it's and this, colorful black, red, and gray. look at the strokes yes. and the color, remember, okay. okay? He exhibited something else, which I have the catalog, and I remember he came, oh, I love your work, and I love your work, it's fine, okay? Exhibition is done. And then I remember he finished his residency, he went back to Canada. And then we started to know about this calligraphy thing and yeah, became calligraphy. calligraphy. But calligraphy was, there was an exhibition in 1981 called calligraphy in Leila Heller Gallery in New York City. So it's not something new. It's not new, okay. So people who do calligraphy so El Cid is not a, he, he's, he's never been practicing calligraphy mm. everything yes. he do is one shape one yes. stroke same yeah, thing yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now, while Hassan Masoudi which I visited him in Paris in 2010 wow. he's a friend and I have two three original pieces in my own from him so Hassan Masoudi no in the 60s, he was a proper calligrapher. Yeah, yeah. He, he migrated to... I don't know if you met him or... Not yet. Uh, he's very old now. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. in 2010, when I visited him, he was still... Like, yeah. So anyway, no, he is different level than El Cid. I mean, although El Cid is very famous, but... It's it has, two different uh, approaches to calligraphy. Yeah. El but, Cid is very free. It's very free and... see. I don't call it calligraphy. Okay. I can't call it calligraphy because it's it's one shape of a stroke yeah. with colors. While Hassan Masoudi he created something new based on his knowledge of Arabic calligraphy, yeah. and that's different. In your Instagram posts, you use some hashtags, and one of them that comes back very often is called calligraphism. Yeah. So please what is explain that? what it is. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's actually it's interesting you mentioned that. So anyway, so after my show in New York, where I presented pieces like that, yeah. where there was some, you know, pearl lines, inspired from Al-Wissam Shikrib, that, but at that time I didn't call it. Pieces like that, mm -hmm. which they are very graphic. Thuluth, but very graphic. You know, and oh, by the way, all these pieces, they are done in a very traditional way. Why? They are done on a handmade paper. Mm -hmm. 
coated with the ahar, which is the white of the egg and starch. So okay. it's a very traditional old method. The paper I buy it from Istanbul, handmade. The ink I use is not a normal ink. I use like a handmade pigment suit ink and pigment colors. So it's really serious ink. Plus, you know, you see there, this is Thuluth, very traditional calligraphy, but the, the design of the piece is very modern. Anyway, this is like, uh, like also an Al-Wissam secret, but uh, anyway. So after that, I start searching. I loved art. I, lo I was reading, about, you know, when I was in New York, I, I went to MoMA, to Metropolitan. I saw, I, was, I love art, I read about it. I see how art progressed mm -hmm. from Impressionism to, you know, Surrealism mm -hmm. to Cubism to Futurism. You know, all these movements came from people who really practiced art seriously and they, they pushed the boundaries. Why we can't do this to the calligraphy world? So one day I was scribbling again. Uh, you know, I practice a lot, I sketch a lot, and I took one Thuluth letter, Ha and Dal. I still have these sketches as well. I showed them. So this is style Thuluth. And I, I discovered if I lose the thick and thin strokes that happen from moving the pen, if you make everything same thickness, you will get really interesting shapes based on the classical form, but very abstract. That's Especially. when you change the thickness of your pen. Yes. Okay. And start to fill the empty spaces in the letters. Okay. So anyway, I, came, I arrived to certain shapes. I started to, and that was by 2014, around beginning of that year, or end of 2013. Then, after a year passed, I discovered that I have so much visual information that really I could make something out of it. So I start to create and design new pieces. I remember then I said, you know, this work could be really graphic, could be printed in screen, could yeah. be created in hand on a same material, but has a very fresh modern look. It doesn't have to say anything, but it's just using the letters as a base. That's the confusion I had, because in the posts you have that I came across, it looks so neat that I thought you designed it with the, with, with, you know, with the software. With the software. Because it's so neat and it's one line, but actually you said I don't work with an iPad. No, no, no I don't work. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I use the softwares when I design a logo, yeah. but for an art pieces, so stuff like that. Wow. Yeah, yeah. so... I'll give you this, this, this I can't, but I'll send you it oh, as a PDF. Yeah. So, uh, anyway. Yeah. So again, so 2014, I arrived to a lot of works. So I decided to create a show. Mm -hmm. And I talked to Tashkil, and I told them I want to do a solo show called Monumental 11.11. Monumental? 11, 11, forgo I forgot to bring the catalog, but I will send you the PDF okay. again, okay? So, why monumental? Why 11, 11? Because, uh, ah, by the way, at that time, it was not called calligraphomes. Uh-huh. Okay, so remember, 2014, I created the work. Yes. I traveled to Berlin. I printed screen prints there. I found a studio who do amazing screen okay. print. Which I will show you, it's exhibited there. And I came back, 
I designed the catalog similar. Now my catalog since 2015, they are the same shape, same size. So I want to keep them, you know, yes. same. Even the colors, if you look, I love black and red. Black and red. Yeah. <laughs> so then, yeah, I created a show and that was again, again, another controversy in the world of calligraphy. Some, I remember there was some big calligraphers visiting from Turkey. And they know me, they respect me like all people, but they love my work. They wrote about me as a, a classical calligrapher. And when they came to the show, he saw all abstract. Ouch. They said, ouch, exactly. And what is, one of them I remember, what is this? He was like really angry. I said like, this is abstract calligraphy. It has nothing to do with the classic, but uh. I still do classic. But this is my vision. Anyway, they didn't like it. But I noticed, People who are really educated in art, European especially, they loved it. They, they saw a fresh way of looking at calligraphy. I wrote a statement, I wrote like an essay about it yeah. in the catalog. To explain your... Exactly. I mean, the, when you read the explanation, like it's written in these catalogs, you will understand yeah. my thinking. It's not just about... Where you no, no. From? It comes from the, 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 the heart of the classical practice of calligraphy. Mm. Then in 2016, or 17, sorry again. So 2015, I did my show Monumental 11.11 in Tashki. It was very successful. Then 2016... Sorry, why is it called Monumental? Yeah, again, yeah. <laughs> so when I did this work, especially these were the first shapes, when I designed them, for me they look like monuments, they look like something that I create a sculpture out of, which I did in 2019, it's here, uh, I called it Bauhaus Monument, I think, because for me the style lead to, this, I mean, yeah, so there was one sculpture, sculpture. I sketched it, originated from the original shapes that I call them. 11-11 is the date I left Iraq. Oh. So that date became very like, and now my exhibition in this November gonna open on 11-11, okay. 2022. So 20 years, it's special, uh, yeah, it's a special number for me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And uh, going back to the meaning of calligraphomism. Yeah, so before calligraphomism, so, 2016 passed, I created other works, I decided to create... Okay, so my theory about this style, which was not called calligraphons yeah. at that time, grew more. I became more, you know, it's like, it's like almost two years passed. I wanted, so I created more works, created more things. On, I went to Berlin again, I printed these. I did some canvases, I did more work. Then I approached a gallery in Bastakia called XVA, in the old area of Dubai, run by like an American lady. She loved the idea. So I told her I want to create a show. I designed the catalog again and I called it Inside Outside. Yes. Why? Because that represents the inside and outside of the letters. Yes, okay. Okay. At the same year, I had a friend of mine, Majid al Yusuf, he's also a calligrapher, an artist, and I found his work is fantastic, and I found his work in calligraphy really like have the same, I would say, thinking of calligraphon, but in a different style. 
We created here in a circle, in a, in a space, a show called Contour, mm -hmm. a joint show. We printed a small leaflet. And I told him, I think this is like, our work is very similar. Anyway, the show was okay. Uh, the, the space was really horrible. Anyway, <laughs> then, yeah, sorry. So this came after that show. Around this, there was a month between them. So I told him, we really should call our, this new, this new movement, a new body of work, mm. a name. We were thinking, I don't know, let's call it. And I remember one day I was going to bed. I don't know, it happened to me. Just I went to, I was putting my head on the pillow and the word calligraphy and form came to me. Mm. And I said, it's calligraphy form. I remember I waked right away, went to my office, wrote it down. Yeah. So I remember it because I was afraid I would lose it in yeah, the morning. Yeah, when you fall asleep, sometimes exactly. you don't remember. Yeah. So next day I remember I, I called my friend, I told him this is, and I remember I put a post on Instagram that day uh -huh. too. So that day that the, of that the post, that's the, the birth of the calligraphons. And I think it's a self-explanatory word. It's calligraphy and the form yes. of the letter. So that's 2017. 2017. Arabic alphabet is your favorite and why? Uh, I think uh, you will see in most of my pieces Alif, Ba, Jindal, these four letters that when I was a kid and two of those letters they create the word love, Hub. Yeah. So both of them you'll find them there. Okay. Do you like well, now I have the answer to this question, but we can talk about it. Yeah. I wrote, do you like to work with some colors in particular and do they have special meaning? So I guess... Red and black. Yes. And the black is the, the calligraphy color. Yeah. Red is the first ink I used. Yeah. Love, blood. Could... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen much calligraphy being made with purple or pink or these type of colors. There's no, not much mix between inks? Yeah, no, there is inks. I mean, I've done some purple, not bad, but I mean, it's probably, it won't, it won't, it won't look too Barbie, probably. <laughs> too Barbie? <laughs> well, that would break the rules even more. Yeah. <laughs> it might take me to Hollywood. <laughs> My work is a dialogue between Western abstract art and the tradition of Arabic calligraphy. Yeah. So what is this dialogue about? So is that's I'm referring to calligraphons mainly okay. here. So is the dialogue because in calligraphons, I mean, they didn't come. Of course, when I continued doing the work, I'm influenced here a lot by, you know, the modern collage art in the Dada movement of Kurdish yeah. Witters. Uh, there is another famous collage artist in the States. I saw his work, Cecil Toshan, yes. where I don't know if you've seen his work, yes. but these works are actually influenced by his work that I saw. Of course, mm -hmm. it's like a totally different visual, but as an idea, even the way he, he cut like irregularly for me is I'm more precise because I'm, I'm I think the engineer mm. in me make me <laughs> straight lines. exactly straight lines but still 
cubism is a big, big influence on my work, you know. So that's the dialogue. So I'm bringing calligraphy, you, and again, I'm not bringing a free-form calligraphy. I'm not bringing, you know, like Al-Wissam style even. I'm bringing a very traditional script with this dialogue with the Western yeah. culture. Okay. Um, as a French person, I have to ask you about the collaboration with Hermes that you French did. French or Swiss? You are? Both. Ah, you're both. I okay. grew up in France. Ah, okay. So you did a collaboration. You're from Zurich or Geneva? No, Geneva. Geneva, okay. Yeah. I've been to Geneva once, Zurich twice. Yes. Yeah. They're very different. I love Zurich more. I, I the art imagine. and design scene yes, there is it's crazy. Very, it, yeah, yeah. Design is great there. But I love watches a lot, so I love yeah. <laughs> There you go. Yeah. Uh, so you collaborated with Hermès on, the, uh, on their perfume Eau des Merveilles, which turned to Ambre des Merveilles for the GCC countries. Yeah. Yeah. Can you tell me more about this experience? Yeah, uh, that was, I think, 2013, but they uh, it took a year. So 2014, they published the, the actual perfume. Yeah. So yeah, I was contacted by Hermes here, or Hermes, the way you say it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, in 2013, they said, this is a very popular perfume you have. It's a beautiful perfume, actually. And they said, we want to write the name in Arabic, which is Ambar al-Rawab, which is, I, ah. I can't say it the way you say it in French. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, it took actually the process of, approving and designing the calligraphy and they did a trial on the bottle send uh -huh. it to me empty bottle from because i worked directly with the with the you know the headquarter in paris i think uh it was amazing mm. they're very serious about what they do yes it's the, uh, the it's result a family owned yeah place. have you seen the actual perfume? not the actual bottle i saw a picture okay actually it's funny in 2019 i was still I still found it in Dubai Airport, and ah. the duty free. It's a very limited. It's gone, but I found because I remember I was traveling to New York in 2019 again, and I took a gift to my friend wife. I took one bottle there. Yeah, it's nice. They did it. Uh, you, you know, the bottle is like circular, yes. with like that shape. It had like, it's uh, like a water drop. Volume, yeah. yeah. And they, they, the calligraphy, so the whole bottle from back is, is gold, but the calligraphy is take, taking the gold out. So if you put a light, it can go wow. through the calligraphy. So the effect's beautiful. Okay. So, and yeah. What you wrote on it is the name of the perfume. Yeah, which is Anbar Rawa, which is the, the marvelous Amber. Yes. Which is, I think that's what's the French yes, name. Yes, exactly. Right? Yeah. So that's what we wrote in Arabic. In Al Wissam style, uh, but very thin. So I, I, I made it to work with the. And uh, the perfumer was Jean Claude Elena, I think, a famous perfumer. Okay. He came to the event, I was with him, we wow. did the press conference. And, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was an interesting collaboration. Another collaboration with a French brand is with Chanel that I have to ask you about. I saw that this year for Valentine's Day yes. you had you did something for them. 
That was like, uh, yeah, it's a simple collaboration, I would say. It was, yeah, in a store, in the boutique in Dubai Mall, uh, writing, uh, you know, calligraphic in Arabic or Latin, because mm-hmm. I do Latin calligraphy as yes. well. So, yeah, it was like a personalized messages for people who come by, yeah. So, yeah. The uh, Latin script, you calligraphy that you do, are you breaking the rules as well? No, not much. No. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, tell me. Oh, go ahead. No, no, but if you are talking about collaboration, maybe you have more or I can tell you more. Uh, Some serious I haven't stuff. Look, written down any more, but if there's one that you want to mention. No, there is more, but uh, like one interesting one is I did a collaboration with, I don't know if you know the brand Vertu. The phones. Yeah, the color. Yeah. The, so if you Google, you'll find that they did a limited edition in my name for oh. calligraphy pieces phones okay. here. So that was a really nice collaboration. And what the, did you write? In the so actually, we used uh, some pieces. So we used the love carpet. We used this one, but another edition of it, not exactly same, but like this on the cover. There is picture actually. Show you. I'll, I'll find, uh, you'll find it on my Instagram, yes. but really go go back. Go down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was uh, which year? That was 2015, 15, 16. Okay. Yeah. If you Google with Sam Shokat Vert2 collaboration, you'll find, find it, probably okay. the images at press conference. But then the other collaboration, because I don't know if you like read about me, I'm a calligrapher. But I am again a designer. Yes. I'm like well known in the field of typography yes. and logo design. And that's where all influenced by calligraphy, of course, the knowledge of letter forms comes from calligraphy. Yes. Calligraphy is the is the main thing. So I became known in the past 20 years exactly by converting international brands into their Arabic version. Yes. And I've done Chopard, Patrick Philippe, uh, Tiffany. Tiffany and Co, uh, Hublot, yes. Ulysse Nardin, and as a person who loves watches, that was like a big deal for of me. Of course. Yeah. So this is something uh, you'll find. And, yes. uh, then as a subject, because I did so many shops, restaurants, cafes, I've done probably hundreds of these brands, converting them into Arabic. It became so popular, so I even actually even created like a, I would say not a teaching guide, but like a lecture about that subject. And I taught it in New York University Abu Dhabi many times. Like how to design like a nice equally Arabic logo type. We call it Arabic matchmaking. So Ah. to match make and a Latin brand. What do you look at in Arabic? What what do you need to know from Arabic calligraphy in order? So I created like a series of slides, like a hundred something. And it became a talk. I give it yearly almost in New York University, Abu Dhabi. I traveled to Doha, to Virginia Commonwealth University School of Art in private events, some, even sometimes big uh, advertising agencies like Saatchi and Saatchi mm-hmm. and Landor, these big uh, branding corporations, they invited me to, to talk to their creative directors and uh, designers. Okay. Yeah.
think about what they created. I saw it on the uh, license plates of cars for Dubai. That Dubai in Latin. In Latin and Arabic. Yeah. This is done by Sachi and Sachi. Okay. Uh, it's, it's nice visually. I don't like it as a design as they are because it's forced for me. It's just yeah. too much going on in, in that. Um, I read that you have a notebook where you, you keep your favorite uh, quotes of yeah. wisdom, which then you will put in your work. Yeah. Did you bring it today? No. No. And do you still Because you it's still not one it? notebook. It's actually, probably I've said a notebook, but it's, it's many, many, sometimes it's scattered papers. I keep them somewhere. You yeah. Know? yeah. It's not like a... It's not like a nice, clean notebook. I wish I had uh, that. Me too. I wish I yeah. take notes in my phone. In exactly. And so it's such yeah. a mess. And um, you know, I collect sketch my sketches, and I have like boxes. I have like one room, like in my house, just sketches and stuff. You know, like we have in our house the maid room. Yeah. We convert it as a storage for me only, not the house. So it has all my papers and files and yeah. Which I really need to clear it up. Um, I'm coming back to the fact that we live. Sorry, if you excuse me, I want to go to the washroom. No problem. Just want to make sure. Yes. Why you have it in Arabic? Because I'm learning. You want to learn in Arabic? I'm, I'm learning. Good and luck I'm with that. I'm forcing myself. No, I've been learning for years. And did you manage to learn? Can you speak with me in Arabic? Ah, احكي شوي. Ah. Egyptian. لا لا لحجة أردنية. Yeah, now Ordonia. Ordonia. It's like, yeah. So you lived in Jordan? A little bit. Uh, oh, so you speak Arabic nice, actually. I do, I do, but not, not on the level, the level of an interview. Yeah, yeah. No, and I really want to make sure I understand the right things. Okay. Inshallah, yeah. in the future. <laughs> yeah. Um, I want to come back to the, um, the fact that we live in a time where there's so much content. Yeah. And so, yes, there is a lot of con content, and paradoxically, it's really hard to be creative and original now. Yes. Because you get so much information. So, how do you do it? What's your secret to fuel creativity? I mean, see, I can't, I mean, I'm sure what I do is definitely would be somehow influenced because. I told you, you know, when I visit museums, I read about art movement, of course, but at the same time, you have to stay true to yourself, to what you do. So for me, it's like if you look at my work, it's actually evolved in one direction yeah. gradually. You know, like there was, there was a steps happen yes. where it can tell you this before, you could tell this before this, this, this leads to this, this leads to this. Yes. So to stay original, I think I've, I've been now practicing calligraphy, I would say, if, since if we count since I was a kid, start like 37 years. That's a long time. Yeah. yeah. So, so do you try to, to isolate yourself from information, like you retreat in your office and you just scribble? Yes, actually, that's what I do mostly. So again, like the notes, I mean, I have a lot of you know, papers with the sketches. Like now, I wish you would be here in November to see, but then I'll, I'll make sure you will get, I'll so. send you a copy of the catalog physically to where you are there. But uh, 
I'm creating. Uh, so let me. Okay. So I'm creating letters of love too. So. Ah, letters so like, of love too. So like eleven years after letters of one, eleven eleven it will be open twenty twenty two, which is double eleven. Double eleven. Yeah. So, yeah. So what I'm doing in letters of love too is actually combining alwisam calligraphons plus. I'm re- repeating some of the original pieces from Letters of Love mm-hmm. 1. Uh, now, some pieces I'm doing now, I discovered, I'm actually, I found some nice sketches from 2009 mm. that I created. So I'm, I'm doing them now. So imagine, it took some like 12, 13 years. So I keep a lot of sketches. Yeah, that's so that as you said, I... To keep creating, even if it's not the best work, but it's like it will, if, yeah. Because sometimes a sketch I can take yeah. it and evolve it, so yeah. And it's like what you do in the garden, where you leave all of the uh, of the waste that will just decompose and became yeah and, beco- and give rise to something else. Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you have? Any artists in particular that inspire you? You mentioned Cecil Toysha, but are there any? I mean, there's many. I mean, Cecil Toysha, there's another American artist called Norman Eves, died in the 70s or the 60s, which he's also used shapes and forms and sometimes letter forms in a collage way, but totally different than Cecil Toysha. I discovered it recently, discovered his work like a couple of years ago, and funny, and uh, I remember in 2019, by the way, I forgot to mention, I was invited by Chicago Calligraphy Collective to give a talk about calligraphons because mm-hmm. there are a group of calligraphers there, not young, like uh, like old people, like serious calligraphers yeah. who are like a group in Chicago. Uh, they contacted me like 2018 or 17. They said, we are very interested in what you are doing can you come and give us a workshop and talk and we will apply what you're saying on Latin? So it happened, I managed to travel in 2019, stayed again a month between New York and Chicago, and I gave uh, that session in Chicago. And at the same time, they managed to arrange a New York similar one to the Society of Scribes in Mm -hmm. New York. So again, I gave the same three-day workshop and a talk. Uh, where were we? After uh, artists that inspired you. Ah, so an artist. Yeah, so I remember I during my talk I mentioned Norman Eves and Cecil Toshin. And funny enough, none of these people know them. <laughs> and after that, they started to discover. Then I actually discovered last year there was a full book published about Norman Eves. Mm. Now, yeah. So anyway, but I mean the the artists that I feel really. I mean, it's, and, and I'm really saying it not as a cliche yeah, as yeah. it might sound, but Picasso. Yeah, okay. Picasso, why? Because I probably have seen almost every single artwork of Picasso, unreal. Because I've seen Picasso Museum Barcelona, Picasso Museum Paris. I've seen two solo shows, big solo shows in New York about him in the Frick Collection and in the Metropolitan. So. I read a lot about Picasso. So what Picasso did is exactly what I'm trying to do with calligraphy. He, Picasso was an amazing classical, you know, artist, a painter. I don't know if you've seen his work from his teenage years. 
He used to draw, believe me, like Michelangelo, the same strength. I like the fact that he tried many different things. Many he different had many things. different phases and he yes. was good at all of them. All of them, exactly. So I think he plus, I'm fascinated with the cubism and he yeah. is the man with George Brock, of course, yeah. the French artist who created cubism. So Picasso is, I think, is one of my big influences, Mondrian, Pete Mondrian. Yeah. Ah, and by the way, I like the movement of the Bauhaus. Bauhaus is a Bauhaus. big influence because you will see it a lot yeah. in my work. The colors, the simplicity, yeah. What's your own favorite artwork so far? One oh, thing yeah, you hard. did that really makes you proud or, or has a special meaning to you? It's a very hard question. I don't have one, honestly. No. I have many. Like one of the pieces, I mean, this is the, the Love Garden. Okay. This is a very, like, like a famous artwork. Why? Because when I did that work in Thuluth, at that time, no one did something like that using Thuluth, different sizes, okay. turning the letters, creating that visual impact, and became something like. Now we will find a hundred calligrapher okay. after that. Then, of course, my Al-Wissam script pieces, especially the, the first pieces, those were the, some of the first pieces. This is a piece I really like. Uh, um, I love a planting land, is a homeland color. The original of this actually is in San Francisco, ah. bought by a famous Iraqi artist, Haif Kahraman. She's a very, well, probably if you Google her, you'll find her. Like, uh, she came here in 2006. She was just a beginner now. She took some courses of calligraphy from me. Then she went and she became really big in her paintings in Christie's and Sotheby's. And then she based in San Francisco. And so when I exhibited these pieces in New York, she called, called me and she bought that piece okay. from the show, yeah. Uh, yeah, but honestly, it's, I can't because I don't have one style. So yeah, I have no, so I understand. Many, so I there is definitely no not specific work. I can't. <laughs> uh, some people take up calligraphy to relax after a long day, but as calligraphy is your main occupation, what do you do no. to unwind? To relax, you mean? Yes. Drink coffee. <laughs> I'm a big coffee drinker. And that makes you relaxed. Uh, that's what, because, you know, I'm not relaxed when I do calligraphy because I'm, I'm now very stressed with my show. I'm working, yeah. thinking if I can finish or, yeah. Or read. Sometimes I read. But most of my reading is art or yeah. design. It's or, useful reading. Yeah, yeah. Not like uh, novels or stuff. No, I, I would lie if I don't, I don't read this stuff. Um, where do you find your best inspiration? Everywhere, honestly. Any beautiful <laughs> thing can inspire me. Yeah. Okay. Do you find it in nature? Or not yes, much? definitely. I think nature is yeah, color-wise, form-wise sometimes. Um, my last question is about your ongoing or upcoming projects. So you mentioned the exhibition. In Letters Chicago. of Love too. Yeah. yeah. Is there anything else exciting you're working I on? I mean, I'm doing a lot of work, but I don't know if I can say. 
I mean, some corporate design work because yeah. you need to understand. Uh, I mean, I sometimes live from the design work more than the art because art not always something really you could rely on. I mean, you make an exhibition, it will become very successful, but you don't gain the success at the moment. You have probably to wait a couple of months. You, you plant seeds. You plant seeds. Yeah. And that's what happened in my New York show, honestly. I mean, I gained the success after that show probably two, three years after yeah. that, not in the same. Yeah. Financially for me, I spend everything to, to like, uh, to travel, yeah. the, the gallery didn't, even printing the catalog was on you me. Because I want to archive this, you know, because I, I, I had like a gut feeling, this is gonna be something yeah. important. I have to have something that prove I did that show I in New York, you know? Yeah. So all these catalogs, by the way, I do them. And I ask writers, I ask editors, I pay to translators just, because I want to make sure I have all this uh, for me. You have multiple jobs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I design, I design these books. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah I do a lot of things. I don't, so that, sometimes, honestly, when design, I look. Right? The design, in, in design. Yeah. Honestly, sometimes when I look at the world, like how, I ask my, how the hell I did that? I don't know when did I Where find. Where did you find the time? I don't know, like this show, uh, so that was actually, so, so yeah, so after that, inside, outside, yeah. into in, in XVA, it was mainly, so the first, after this was Monumental 11.11, then it was Calligraphomes, but inside, outside, another Calligraphomes, but we called Calligraphomes here, yeah. so it's mentioned in my, uh, actually in my statement here. I will give you this. Thank you. I'll give you this, give you this. This I will send you a PDF and monument and other stuff I will send you. Uh, you have to send me an email. Do you I have? will send you. Yeah, email. yeah. I forgot to bring the card, but that's fine. I'll give you. Uh, then after this came this in Tashkil again. So I went back to Tashkil, and I picked a nice name called Disciplined Insurgents. <laughs> so it was a very interesting concept for me. Yeah. So I exhibited. So many works, new, old, with a nice essay. So this is some calligraphy when I was a kid. Page twenty-three. Okay. Yeah, you will you will get this. Yeah, yeah. Just ah, this so is yours. Yeah, yeah. Just so I remember. Yeah. So anyway, so that was a very interesting show in Tashkil. Was very successful. Then in two thousand, it's funny. So every two years you'll see. Yeah, there's something. So that this I did here last year, and that was my most successful show the ever. Back to basics one. So okay. called back to basics, and again, the name. Why it's back to basics? There is nothing basics about it, but this is like a book. Actually, it's not like a catalog because okay. uh, you know. Actually, I'm gonna give you this because I feel it's really worth having it printed because it's limited it's 300 copies only oh, wow. so it's numbered and you have signed it yeah even better yeah so anyway you you enjoy reading arabic and english essays this is the first piece in Al-Wisam. okay yeah page sorry so i remember page, page 31 yeah anyway uh, that show i exhibited like the 80 something pieces here in this gallery was full okay uh, it was my biggest show to this day it 
was the most successful show, probably 85% of the show sold. Okay, so you had tickets. Not tickets, I mean sold the pieces. Are the pieces being on display? On display, sold, not in the first day, but I mean yeah. sold within like months. It was amazing, I mean, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and what are you going to do now after the interview? Drink some coffee? Actually, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have some coffee and uh, yeah, I don't know. It's definitely, I'm going to have coffee. <laughs> Do you like Turkish coffee or Emirati coffee? Uh, no, I don't like Emirati coffee. I like Turkish coffee, but not. No, I drink coffee like espresso or cappuccino. These modern coffees. Yeah. I have an espresso machine at home, so I, I drink six, seven per day. So. Wow. Yeah, yeah. That feels creativity. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much. For You're welcome. This You're is the welcome. End of the recorded interview. Now Thanks we're so going to have a tour of your pieces. Thank yeah. you so much for your time. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to hear more, subscribe wherever you like to listen to podcasts. Thank you to all of you who follow the show. It takes two seconds and really makes a difference. If you want to hear more about Wissam Shaukat, check out the video interview on YouTube and the article on emmyinthemix.com. I've put both links in the description. Thank you and ila liqa'.